Welcome back, Santiago Amigos. Let's get on with episode 12. We're delighted to be joined by Jim Lawless for this episode. Jim began his career as a lawyer in the City of London, but has spent the last 25 years researching and delivering high performance and change in the world's greatest organisations. His clients have included Microsoft, Diageo, P&G, BW Group, Fast Growth Startups and Olympic teams. He is the author of the best-selling book, Taming Tigers, which I can personally recommend, and was recently voted by the business community as number one motivational speaker outside of the US in the global guru rankings. But what is unique about Jim is that he insists on testing his approach on himself. He became a televised jockey just one year after sitting on a horse for the first time, age 36, and the deepest free diver in British history with a dive to 101 metres under the ocean in just eight months, aged 42. Jim, welcome. Andy, thank you so much. And thank you for that lovely introduction. Uh, and, and in return, an absolute pleasure to be here. But congratulations to you on setting up the podcast and on all your successes with that. I think it's a really important topic. So thank you for inviting me to take part. Oh, well, thank you, Jim. That's very kind. You have had a number of roles in your life. Um, obviously, on the last 25 years with your high performance change, doing some excellent tasks. But what, what are some, some highlights for you out of those wonderful achievements that you've made? That was very kind. Thanks. Uh, well, I, mean, I think the highlights highlights are many but I think the real highlights are working with other people and seeing them make breakthroughs and I've had the absolute joy of doing that in long-term programs but also you know the presentations Taming Tigers is a very practical framework and it's very credible because um, I and others in the book have, have have used it to deliver things so even in the in the short presentations a one hour with a an organization somewhere in the world there there can be many aha moments so that's been an absolute joy uh, and then the second on a more personal level i guess is it's given me the opportunity and the uh drive because i want it to be up to date i want myself to be up to date and fresh so that the opportunity and drive to try new things uh, and so i've had all sorts of fabulous adventures and met all sorts of incredible people that when I started out, I wouldn't have thought somebody like me was ever going to meet or or that I'd ever have those adventures. So, so it's been a it's been a with many uh, ups and downs. It's been a, a wonderful ride. Well, talking of ups and downs and rides, um, you fly a helicopter. Probably something you didn't think you were going to do. Um, you mentioned before that almost with your scuba diving and your free diving, it's like, well, that's James Bond. I'd never do that. But you have changed your daily regime and habits over the last decade to ensure that you're, I think you said, physically and mentally able to wipe the floor with my competitors 20 years younger. And that's a mindset that I'm sure our listeners would love to have and learn more about. So, so what have you done and what have been the outcomes? If that is a quote of mine, then I take it back. That was a grim thing. So, um, so um, but but um, to be able to compete on level level terms with them, indeed, not necessarily in a in a triathlon, but uh, it's certainly commercially. Um, 
there's a lot there's a lot in what you just asked me there andy and it's it's i think it's i mean to me anyway it's been so important the let's start with the james bond comment and i and that that is a direct quote because where i grew up um uh economically and socially and the stories we had in my house about how the world worked um it, it, we didn't go on holiday i mean we, we so we 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 definitely um you know scuba diving and flying helicopters was something that james bond did and we we got a proper job um with a white collar somewhere and and hoped for a pension age 65 and um one of the delights that i referred to in that previous uh a question you asked me of 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 having to keep learning and developing is keep challenging what I call the rule book, which is the set of rules we've got about how the world works. And I think these things are really, really dangerous when they're acting against us. Some of the rules are super positive, but some of the rules will have will act will act against us. Uh, let let me explain. The, these aren't rules, by the way, about um, the law, rules of science or the or the laws of the land. That there or our rules of morality that we might adhere to. But they're the rules that say um, people like us always need an employer, or people we can't we can't go out on our own, or people like us don't don't fly helicopters. We can't we can't possibly do that. We don't take the British free dive record. I I remember when I when I was terrible at sport at school. I mean, really bad and laughably bad. The, the joke and um, of the class. And so when I took the jockey bet, and I was I was sitting at home thinking this means I would be the only guy from my class. It was an all boys school. The only guy from my class who showed up on the telly doing sport. Um, it, it was ridiculous. And I had to really fight that rule that said, you can't do this. Um, it, it's not possible for someone like you with all the emotions that go on around that. So with that, with that said, I'll come back to your question because your question was about how I've changed my habits and routines, but that they, they changed because as I got older, I'm 56 this year, I um, began to assume that I had to stop at 65, that I was getting older, that I would have aches and pains, that I would be repeating my stories and uh, it's all the stuff that, that we we were probably taught by our grandparents, um, who in my case were born at the beginning of the 20th century, so quite a long time ago in terms of medicine and uh, and lifestyle and the opportunities that we get today not to mention two world wars um so so that that thinking about uh, a, a sort of usual helicopter analogy uh, getting yourself onto final approach for a, a landing now i uh, once you go on a final approach for a landing it's quite a committed thing and you're going to land and i and i think if we decide that we're going to have a final approach to land career-wise at 65 and potentially on the planet at 75, leaving it. Um, it sets up a whole range of micro decisions, mindset, attitudes that slow us up and become eventually a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I took the decision a little while ago that that was not something I could accept. Um, and I didn't do that because um, I'm some sort of positive thinking optimist. I'm, I'm probably by nature the reverse. It came by looking around me. So there are so many exceptions to that story. Two of my huge role models on this are um, the architect, Norman Foster, Lord Foster, who in his late 80s is alpine skiing, is um, competitive bicycling, I think still, uh, and is certainly still running Foster and Partners. 
Um, he had cancer and he had a heart attack. He's obviously taken enormous lifestyle steps as a result of those wake up calls. And, and you know, the man is as, as trim as you like and has been for two decades and still giving presentations on the sustainability of, of the city of the future. And Mick Jagger and anyone who wants to watch, um, just nip onto the YouTube and watch how Jagger moved last year on, on concert. Um, uh, uh, we'll we'll see why that, why that man is an inspiration. Not only that, but he's still the CEO of one of the most successful businesses of all time. Um, and uh, and and when you scrape beneath the surface and stop saying, "Oh yeah, but that's his genes," and you look at his daily regimen of yoga and weights and and movement and activity and diet, you begin to understand why approaching eighty, Jagger can move like Jagger. So I, I looked around, I looked for inspiration. You know, if Her Majesty the Queen, uh, the, the the late Queen, had um, thought, well, I'm going to stop at 65, so I better start winding up at 55, she'd have knocked off in the early 80s. You know, we'd have missed out all of that time of her of her impact on the planet. So, Andy, long answer to your question. The um, changing of the rule book in order to, to think, actually, I don't know when the final approach is. I need to extend this because, you know what, I love it. And I'm going to widen my horizon, not narrow my horizon. That leads to a different set of um, micro habits, of decisions, of, of daily impetus. So um, I, uh, to the very you know, smallest point, because it'll be so different for everybody, and I don't want to suggest that I've got it particularly right, but, but, but in terms of sharing, um, my diet is strict. I have absolutely zero alcohol. I wouldn't touch a cigarette, thanks. I, um, and I used to, um, both of those two things. Um, I'm very careful with sugar intake. I have, uh, I'm careful with my bloods and knowing when I've got any signs of um, metabolic shift, insulin shift, and therefore taking lifestyle changes to adapt those. I, um, I, I believe, and from all the evidence that I'm listening to uh, all around me, that exercise is the biggest the biggest thing you can do alongside sleep um, to extend uh, both quality of life and lifespans. So, um, so therefore, uh, an exercise regime comes in. I put, I choose to work three times a week with a personal trainer. That might sound very, very exotic in a um, in a world where we have a cost of living crisis. So, let me put it in context. Um, it would cost me for an hour with my personal trainer the same as it would cost to go to pizza express so uh for the evening so um uh, uh and not drink alcohol there by the way so so i i consider that to be an absolute golden investment um uh, it's, a, it's a payment into my retirement fund if you like and i prioritize it along with that um my um and then i'll i'll do other things many other things outside of that in terms of of, of running most days uh, he keeps me busy with weights and flexibility and movement and strength and muscle mass all of which are key to us as we begin to um uh, move move past 45 uh, and then um sleep i mean i i um i i i'm i have to be strict with that i have an alarm it goes off and it and it sends me off to bed at half past nine and i'm asleep by 10 i'm up at six and that 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 becomes critical um so when when i hope i didn't say wiping the floor with competitors but 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 if i did i, I again withdraw it but but um but with that 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 i must admit keeps me uh, that along with mental ambition. So I still have huge ambitions and things that I'm striving for commercially. Th those things keep me absolutely on my toes. I'm having to learn new skills, working really hard with automating things in the business with AI at the moment. So constantly trying to learn new skills, keep on it, learn new habits, 
and not think about, well, it's only X years and that A campaign is tolerable, expectable because I'm a certain age. So it's not acceptable. It's not expectable. Um, and it should be, I think, fought against. What's the Dylan Thomas line? Thomas line my last my last breath on this back to you, Andy, about do not go quietly into that good night. Is that is that the line? And um, and, I, and I shall not be going quietly. I think that's um, it's a great summary of mental and physical agility in the combination of the two obviously works one of them on their own would probably not work but the fact that you are striving mentally to learn new things as well as keeping your body healthily enough to be receptive to work on those new ideas is the winning combination um and it's great it shows that both physically and mentally you're never too old and as Richard Burkhardt said back in episode 10, no matter your age, you can get stuck into absolutely anything. What would be the key message that you would like our listeners to take away today, Jim? Oh, thanks, Andy. It'll be write your own story. Uh, we're given all these stories and we live by them. Some of them designed to keep us safe from risk, uh, you know, get a good job, keep the boss happy. Some of us are designed, some of them are designed just to help us fit into society or, or see how the future is likely to pan out. So we have some form of certainty. If you give up all that and, um, and just write your own story, I don't, I don't mean without others around you, I mean, on your terms, then, um, then who knows what the possibilities are. So it would be to just scrap this, the, these ideas about, in inverted commas, aging and old age and rewrite it. Jagger's running one of the world's most successful companies and doing a three-hour aerobic class on stage whilst singing at the age of, is he, what is he, 79? You know, and, um, and why shouldn't you? And to have that at the end as your sum up, I think is, is a perfect circuitous way of drawing everything together. So Jim, thank you so much indeed for joining us today. And I'd love the opportunity to dive, no pun intended, to dive down into your um, free dive and your horse racing uh, exploits at some later stage, um, if you have the time and energy to do so. It'd be an absolute joy. Andy, thanks for having me on and um, every success with your podcast and your other endeavours. Great. Thanks, Jim. Well, that's all we've got time for this episode, Santiago Amigos. Once again, I'm afraid we've had to drop the dead donkey. Our special thanks to this week's guest, Jim Lawless. And of course, all of Jim's contact details will be in the episode notes. Please feel free to reach out to him. Just time for the credits for the music intro and the idents, Abigail Eva Ali One. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos. <laughs>